0: Okay, you guys, here we go. She Runs Ultras, episode number 129. Today, we're going to talk about a hot topic, I guess we could call it, in the ultra running world. And that is the number of days per week you, air quotes, should. Run. Now, you've probably heard everything from three days all the way up to seven days, and quite frankly, there are a million different theories and strategies about this, how many days you should run, and none of them, there is no one right way to train for an ultra. So I mean, that's like a recurring theme of this podcast. And the whole point of me putting all this information out here is to show you that there isn't just one right way, that there are lots of different strategies and techniques and avenues that you can explore to get yourself to your first or farthest ultra. But I will say that some strategies are smarter than others, and I believe quite firmly that running four days a week is one of those smart strategies. And the main reason why four days a week is a good strategy is because it's enough to establish a pattern but not enough to overload you. All right. And so today I just want to quickly touch on three things as it pertains to running four days a week and why it's important and why I think it's a good strategy and why I'm going to try and talk you into this as a strategy for running your first or even farthest ultra. So the first topic, the first sort of subcategory that I want to dive into is schedule. And lots of people ask me what my personal running schedule is. And so here, I'm going to give it to you. (laughs) I run Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. And this strategy gives you ample rest in between each of those days, plus the opportunity to run back to back days, which is super important. And I want to do another whole episode on the concept of running back to back coming up. So stay tuned for for that. Especially if you're not running back-to-back days now, shameless plug, start doing it. Okay? And it doesn't have to be super long to start with. I would actually recommend start short back-to-back days and build from there. All right. That that wasn't intentional, <laughs> but like kind of intentional because we touch on the topic of running back-to-back here. So Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Now if that particular or specific schedule doesn't work for you, you can shuffle it around and keep the same cadence, right? You could do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, or Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Monday, I don't really, I'm not like married to Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, that just honestly happened to be the way that it worked out for me for my personal schedule. And I like it because of all the things I just mentioned, it's enough to establish a pattern without overloading you, it gives you the opportunity for ample rest in between Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And then again, for after Sundays, after Saturday, Sunday long runs, you have Monday off before you have to dive right back in again. So I just like this as a cadence. Um, I know that that isn't necessarily always going to work for you. But I want to give you this as an option, because I think it's important that you understand that In addition to having a really good plan and having a a well thought out schedule and having a two up, one down type of a training structure, you need to build in rest. This is actually something I didn't actually intend on talking about this, but since the conversation sort of went there, you need to proactively build in rest into your training plan. And Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday gives you that without even having to think about it. Okay. Now, the kicker is if you see these polls, right? Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you think, oh, I must plug in more stuff there, because more is better. I want you to just take a beat, pause for a second and think about that. Like we've built this structure and this schedule for a reason. Don't go cramming a bunch of shit in there. (laughs) And I use the term shit specifically, because I think it's really common for people to just fill that time with stuff that isn't serving the bigger goal. Okay. So again, just Look and think strategically about everything that you're putting in there. More isn't always better. And just because you've got a gap in your training doesn't mean you need to fill it. Maybe you actually should do nothing or do some mobility or stretch or walk or do maybe some easy yoga or swim or like get some extra sleep. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So the second subcategory that I want to talk about here is consistency. All right. It's important when you're training for an ultra to do it consistently. I think uh, we can all agree that running long distance is a skill. And when you do it once or twice a week, even if you do it three times a week, that's enough to like be dangerous, but not enough to really propel you forward and get you to where you want to go. And on the flip side of that, running five, six, and seven days a week is hard to maintain for a long period of time because eventually it's going to catch up with you five and six and seven days a week. You get no rest. You get no other time to focus on the other components of running, of a solid run training plan, literally everything in the previous 128 episodes that we've talked about. So all the strength, all the mobility, all the rest, all the fun, all the cross training, if you're running seven days a week, and you work and you have a a job or you travel or you have a family and you have kids, like there are other things that are going on. So again, the quicker you can meld your running into your everyday life and make them synonymous, the better off you will be. And if you're running seven days a week, it's going to be really hard to integrate that into your life long term, okay, unless you do nothing but run, okay? At which point you're probably a professional and you're probably getting paid and then therefore it's your job. (laughs) But that's not me and that's not many of you guys. So this is why we bring this up. This is why I love four days a week and why we're going to talk about it. So this is how I landed on four days a week being the right recipe for me. I was able to log ample mileage and do it consistently enough to see results without overloading my body. Okay. And if I missed a day here or there, it's okay. And if I wanted to add another day, because I was feeling pretty good and it was like maybe an easy low RPE zone to run, it wasn't going to truly overload my body with volume because it was at such a low effort. All right. We can talk about that in a future episode, but four days a week, do it consistently over a long period of time. All right, not just sporadically or when it works for you, building that bank, building that consistency, that quote unquote muscle memory of running on those days for a long time is what's going to get you to where you want to go. And then the last thing, the last sort of subcategory here is tracking. Now, I've been on this kick recently with my clients and with the Run Your First 50K group talking about tracking your training. And I personally feel that even if you're new to this game of running, that it's really important for you to track your training. When I first started way back in the day, so, so long ago, it feels like so long ago, I used a notebook, all right, literal pen to paper probably pencil to paper, and I'd write in it every day what I did. I honestly wish I had kept it because then I could go back and like, read from my tracking journal. But I didn't, unfortunately, so I just have to tell you this from memory. And then eventually that progressed into a spreadsheet. You can sort of see where this is going. And then I kept track just using my smartwatch, my Garmin, right? I would just log all my runs there and then use the somewhat limited functionality that Garmin gives you to go back and review your data. Or I just assumed that what the 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 readout that Garmin was giving me was Accurate and informative, and was going to actually help me with my training. That's also a topic for another time. And then I leveled up, and now what I do is I use an app, I use a piece of software called Training Peaks, and I pay for it as a coach because that's what I use with my clients. But you can get a free version of this. All right, this is what the Run Your First 50K group is doing, and tracking your training. Uh, either through this app, or really, I'd actually even prefer if you're not going to use Training Peaks to go back to using some sort of pen to paper or even a spreadsheet versus using like Strava or the default data I'm going to call it a black hole because I don't really think you can do anything with it once it goes in there of like Garmin or KOROS or whatever. Actually, I should say I have have no insight into what the KOROS interface looks like. So I don't want to include them in here without actually having a look at it. So tracking your training is important because it's going to allow you to see what you've done and not rely on memory. Because if you're anything like me, I can't remember what I had for dinner three nights ago. Okay, my memory is complete shit sometimes. And so tracking that with like just trying to recall how did that hill workout three weeks ago go is not a good strategy. All right. So you can clearly see over time when you're tracking through this, um, uh, through this method, whether it's a notebook or a spreadsheet or using training peaks, you can see the days that you've run the mileage, the times and your progress over time, which is arguably the most important thing. And the thing that we all want, we want it to actually happen faster if it could. And honestly, the only way you can make it happen faster is if you keep track. Because if you're not keeping track, it's highly likely that you're not Um, paying attention to what you're doing and you're repeating things in an unproductive manner and not going hard enough when you should and not pulling back and going easy enough when you should. And you can't know that unless you can sit and look and see what you've done. Okay. And it's going to help you make informed decisions about the next steps in your training. Just like I said, push and go harder or pull back and do a little bit less. And again, this is sort of how people get into trouble if they're not keeping track and they just run how they feel every day. That's not really the best method. All right. So if you're not tracking now, I would highly recommend that you start in some way, shape or form. Okay, if you're still in the notebook or spreadsheet phase, I actually want to encourage you to start thinking about a more data driven method. And in an upcoming episode, I'm actually going to talk about training peak. So if this is the first time you're hearing about it, um, or if you've heard about it, and you're like, Ugh, I don't know, maybe it doesn't, I I'm, I'm scared, I'm nervous, seems like more than I need, um, I'm gonna talk about it and walk you through it because I do think that there's some useful data in there that you could look at, even if you are not tech savvy. Okay, that would be extremely helpful for you. All right, so. That's what I've got for you guys today. Four days a week. It is more than sufficient to get you to where you want to go. As long as you are keeping a consistent schedule, you're training consistently, and then you're tracking the training that you're doing so that you're not, uh, scatterbrained, so to speak, right? We're, we're, we're focused. We're executing on that training plan. We know what we've done. We know what's coming up and we can plan and prepare for it accordingly. All right. So hopefully you found that helpful. Um, Perhaps it was like the validation that you were looking for because maybe you were like me and you're already running four days a week and loving it. So if that's you, congrats. Welcome to camp four days a week. It's great over here. And maybe it's the permission you were looking for to drop down from five, six, or seven days a week that you're currently running. Uh, Maybe you were scared to do that because someone somewhere along the way you read something, a blog post, an article, whatever that said, you can't do less than this, I promise you, if you do less, and you expand your training to include all the stuff that we talk about in this podcast, the strength, the mobility, the fun, the mindset, the the overall strategy, the tracking of it all, that your capacity for work will actually grow. And you'll actually get better because you're not grinding so hard all the time. Okay. Okay. All right, I feel much better having gotten that off my chest. (laughs) All right, so the one other thing that I want to mention to you guys today, it's been a long time coming. Uh, but the Run Your First 50K, the DIY version of the program, is live today. It is going to go up on the runyourfirst50k.com page. When you go there, you'll see a button at the top of the page that will take you to purchase the program. All right. And so let's just talk real quick about the differences between the live coaching group and the DIY program. So the live coaching group is currently happening. You can't get in. The next one doesn't start until April. But the stuff that we're doing in that live coaching group is included in the DIY program. So you're going to get the 20-week training plan. You're going to get all the links to the mobility videos, the strength videos. Uh, the plan is already written for you both in a spreadsheet format and in training peaks. Doo to do. <laughs> Okay, uh, and like I said, in a future podcast episode, I'll talk you through Training Peaks, so that if you get the plan and you have questions, I can walk you through how to navigate it. But inside the membership, you get. The step-by-step process of how to sign up for your free account. You do not need a paid Training Peaks account to make use of this plan. Your free account, how to load it in there, to start it on the right date, and all that jazz, okay? And then you also are going to get all the information about how to do goals and, and scheduling, and set up your training plan in the right way, and how to integrate strength training, how to think about mobility, where to start, exercises and routines that you can implement immediately, including six different daily shakedowns. Some of you guys might be already doing the daily shakedown that you got from me, and that's great. And then inside this program, I take that concept of the daily shakedown and we just blow it up. I give you five or six additional options so that you can always keep it moving. Actually, one of the conversations today in in the Slack channel for Run Your First 50K was all about, oh, I love this one. No, I love this one. Oh, that one's so so different like Even though we're doing the same movement, it's in a different position, and my body just loves this one so much more. So, I love hearing those conversations. And when you get inside the program, you're gonna be able to participate in that too, because you'll start to move and stretch and bend and twist in all of these different positions and different planes of motion. And honestly, it's just gonna expand your capacity for work in the context of running, but you'll actually feel better over the course of your just general day to day life, okay? Um, and so inside that program, you've got access to all of this stuff and it's meant to be done as a six week program, just like the live coaching group, but you'll go through week by week working systematically and learning all this stuff. I mean, if you're somebody that wants to blaze through it in a weekend, you most certainly can, there's no restrictions on it. But I offer that the better way to do it is to uh, learn and absorb one week at a time and ask questions. um, Think critically about should I be doing this? Where could I push? Where could I pull back? What things, uh, what are my goals? What am I going to say no to this year in order to make this thing happen, right? So that's the DIY program. The real difference between the live coaching group and the DIY program is live coaching. Okay. So the uh, DIY program does not offer interaction with me. You don't get to participate in the Slack channel or the live group coaching calls or the kin stretch classes, unless you've purchased that separately. Okay. If you guys have questions about this, just email me or DM me on social media. I'm happy to help and explain. I'm going to put the link to the program, the purchase page for the program down in the links below. But if you forget it, just go to runyourfirst50k.com and then look at the top of the page for the button that says, get the DIY program here. All right, that's all for this episode, you guys enjoy this beat and I'll see you all soon.